The Varsity is a podcast from 22nd Century Media and sponsored by Gail's Brownies. Decadent desserts great for holiday, corporate, and personal gifts. Gail's Brownies, the best you'll ever taste. Howdy, folks, and welcome to the latest episode of the Varsity North Shore Edition with Mike Wodehue and Nick Frazier. I'm Michael Dwojek as we get you guys all caught up on everything happening here in the North Shore sports scene. Uh, we're going to do a different type of episode in this week's uh, podcast. As uh, For those of you who uh, listen to the podcast know sometimes we like to change things up. We're not going to do an outrageous list or we're not going to go at the IHSA, unfortunately, tonight. Actually, I can't promise anything. You never know when you're going to go against the IHSA um, in a rant. But um, purposefully, we are not going to be going against IHSA today. Uh, We're going to do four quarters, but this time in the first quarter, we're going to be recapping boys and girls basketball. Um, In the second quarter, we're going to be recapping boys swimming and diving state uh, championships. In the third quarter, we're going to announce our Team 22 girls basketball all-area teams. And in the fourth quarter, we're going to announce our uh, girls basketball coach and player of the year. So um, why don't we just get started right away and get into the first quarter. Um, where we start off by uh, recapping uh, the end of our last uh, girls' basketball season, unfortunately. Uh, Lake Forest falling in the sectional final um, in their matchup against Fremd. Nick, I know you were there to check it out. Sure um, seemed like Fremd was just kind of hitting the right notes, and Lake Forest just couldn't kind of hang on, um, just facing a really dominant team now. Yeah, this Fremd team is obviously really special. We're recording on a Tuesday, and they just uh, they defeated uh, Maine West last night, uh, the defending state champs. So this is definitely a team that could very easily uh, win a state trophy. So not really any too much shame in falling to a team that talented for Lake Forest. Uh, the main issue for them uh, was playmaking. Uh, they were scoreless the last six-plus minutes of the game against Fremd. Hallie uh, Duckers hit a three to tie it up at 35, and then just ice cold uh, the rest of the way, unfortunately. Uh, the Vikings started to, you know, double Haley Douglas up top with the ball, and uh, no one else was, able, unfortunately, able to uh, to step up uh, for the scouts there and get some buckets. And Fremd was able to pull away uh, with their, you know, relying on their length and their, their balance uh, offensively and defensively to uh, win the sectional final. So, obviously, um, a disappointing way to end. Uh, you know, you never want your season to end, <laughs> of yeah. course. But, um, so, yeah, uh, Lake Forest will have to kind of regroup as a, uh, well, the good news for Lake Forest, um, they only graduate one senior who earned a, a, like a decent amount of playing time. So that's good. Uh, the bad news is that that senior is, is Hallie Douglas, <laughs> <laughs> which, which is obviously you can't replace her, and they're not going to try to. And then on top of that, well, we found out yesterday that a head coach, Kyle Wilhelm, is stepping away from the program to uh, spend more time with his family after nine seasons. Uh, he obviously helped uh, turn around the program. So uh, there's going to uh, I mean, there's some... Issues to address for Lake Forest going into next season, uh, just losing all that talent and uh, their head coach, of course. But at the end of the day, uh, definitely another season to be proud of for Lake Forest. Um, before we move on to kind of looking at the future, we're going to look at the past and just what did Halley kind of mean to that program? Um, and if not the whole school, I mean, obviously being um, player of the year for multiple different awards and that kind of stuff and uh, conference player of the year and that kind of stuff, obviously all conference going on to Wisconsin-Madison uh, to play D1 Big Ten basketball. What, what did she mean to that program? Well, she was without a doubt uh, the best basketball player, boys or girls, at Lake Forest uh, had ever seen, uh, finishing with the career record, program record in 
I think the five main categories, points, rebounds, assists, steals, blocks. Uh, she was able to do it all for Lake Forest. Um, the stat that uh, Coach Wilhelm mentioned after the game, uh, that Hallie Douglas was a part of 98 wins in her four years. The four previous years, Lake Forest had 44 varsity wins. So that kind of sums it up right there, what she brought to that program. Uh, four straight 20-plus win seasons. And, you know, a, sec a sectional title her junior year and a, a sectional final appearance her senior year. Um, she definitely elevated that program to new heights, and now it'll be up to the returning players uh, to try and keep uh, that level of, of success uh, going for uh, the best they can. So it'll be interesting to see. I know there's, you're – sorry, sorry, go ahead. There, there's, there's a boys basketball player that might argue with your I, with your sentiment. I get – I know Evan Verdreau. <laughs> I understand. But I don't – does Evan have career records in the top five – in the main five categories? I have to look it up. My Pretty guess, much any, any girls' basketball stat, Hallie Douglas has it. So, But, yeah, we'll have to look into that, I guess, Woj. And with Wilhelm leaving, I mean, obviously you're only around for one of the nine years that he was there. But, That's I mean, true. just talk about the impact, and I apologize for asking a talk-about question, but what kind of impact did he have um, on the program, and um, how much is this kind of a shock for the program, just having to move forward, not only without Douglas, but now without the man who kind of helped turn around the program? Yeah, well, I, I mentioned how Douglas was able to um, – Kind of turn around the program. Wilhelm was right there with her, uh, you know, for the past uh, for the past four seasons and uh, with the program for the past nine. So uh, obviously he's been a key part in turning that around too. Uh, coming up with systems kind of designed around Douglas and you know being able to get other girls involved. I mean, we had uh, Finola Somerville with Lake Forest Junior. She was all conference too. She's uh, another solid player. We have other key players and uh, Molly Fisher and freshman Bella Ronaldo and uh, Rachel Kyle. So that he was able to kind of get them. Um, integrated and make them become key parts of the team uh, during the postseason run it says a lot about uh, his talents and his skills as well. So uh, I was caught a little off guard. I didn't, I didn't know that was coming, but I mean, all the best to Coach Wilhelm, of course, as he prepares for this uh, this next stage uh, in his life. And he definitely left uh, the scouts program in a better place than he found it. Looking forward, I mean, obviously like a day or a few after the season, so it's kind of way too soon to start looking, but we like to do that here. Um, there's a lot of talent coming back, and I know not maybe Allie Douglas isn't coming back, but the future still is bright for, bright for this program, right? For this program? Uh, yeah, I believe so. There's obviously going to be some work to do. Um, I don't think it's a stretch to say them they might take a little step back. Right. I don't think that's preposterous at all, but Somerville and, and Molly Fisher will return uh, for their senior year. Um, the two freshmen will have another yet year under their belts and be able to uh, make some more plays. Uh, they only graduated four seniors in total, so they will return most of the team. Uh, with the new head coach, of course, and uh, you know, losing Douglas will make it a challenge, but uh, we'll have to see uh, what they look like next year. It should be fun to see. Have you put in your application yet or no? To coach the scouts? Yeah. No, that'd be – I'm an unbiased reporter, oh. Joe Jack, so oh. I, I can't really do that. But um, if you got that job, would you leave the reporter job? No comment. What kind of style would you run in the potential head coaching? This is getting silly. Uh, well, I'm a big Syracuse Hoops fan, so mm -hmm. we run a 2-3 zone strictly. Strictly 2-3 zone. Make them – this is <laughs> – sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I was getting too into it. I started daydreaming. Well, congratulations to the scouts on a great season, obviously a great career for both uh, Haley Douglas and Kyle Wilhelm. Um, congratulations to the scouts making it this far. And uh, that puts a bow for us with girls basketball, at least talking about what's been happening and that kind of stuff, obviously, in the second half of the podcast. We'll talk about uh, who our best uh, players and coaches were. 
from the area. But we also had boys basketball end of regular season happening uh, last week. GBS faced off against Niles North and uh, I don't know what they call it. Some people were calling it a CSL championship game. Some people were not calling it a CSL championship game. It's the crossover, but for some sports, when the crossover happened, you, so for those of you who don't know, CSL does a crossover in mostly every sport at the end of the season. It's usually one versus one, two versus from two. From one from the North and the South division. So GBS was tied for one share of the South and ended up playing Niles North, who was undefeated in the North. Um, and some people are calling it a conference championship. Um, I don't know if you can totally do that since Evanston also had a nine and one record and I don't know, but, uh, GBS won that game, uh, pretty easily 70 to 62. Uh, Don Marinelli led all scores with 31 points. Ooh. Um, and, uh, it was basically Don Marinelli's show in the fourth quarter tight game. Uh, Dom just kept on driving to the basket as he's done for the past two years and, uh, continues to dominate. Um, as one of the better players, as we talked about, Douglas probably no better boys player in the area than uh, Don Martinelli in the last couple of years. And uh, Mike, I know uh, Loyola got an easy win to end their regular season, but it was still a momentous win for the program. Yeah, the senior night was against Bulls Prep out of the city, and great. It was it was an easier win, which was nice because you got some of the seniors that haven't really played a lot some playing time at the end of the year. But it also tied, see, some places I saw it tied the school record for wins, and then somewhere else I saw that it set the school record for wins. But either way, the 27th win was, it's, um, that's a lot of wins. I think, like, well, GBS did the same thing this year, too, set the school record for wins. So it's, to have two of our schools do that, and it's really cool because this is arguably the best season that Loyola's had. And same with GBS. <laughs> same with GBS, yeah. And I say arguably because they won a sectional, so I mean we don't know how far they're going to go in the playoffs. But like record-wise, this is this is arguably the best team we've seen out of the school. So to for them to finish on that type of high note, that that's really cool, especially following that big week of beating DePaul Prep and Fenwick, and then finishing with that with that. Wow, wins record. It's, re- it's really nice step for the Ramblers. Very cool stuff going on. So congratulations to the Ramblers on that feed. And we got boys basketball postseason starting this week. Uh, on Tuesday we're recording, and Nick, you're going to be heading over to Stevenson to cover uh, a really nice game for you. you got Lake Forest Highland Park playing against each other, so it's, that worked out perfectly. It's always convenient when my two teams play each other, absolutely. And so you'll have someone playing in the sec- in the regional final, at least. So. Yes, on Friday against likely Stevenson, but you know, you never know. So, uh, yeah, definitely a fan of that. Should be a great game, too. Two great coaches, and Coach Harris and Coach LaScala uh, going head-to-head with two uh, really solid teams. Yeah, and then on uh, tomorrow on Wednesday uh, we have, or have, uh, depending on when you're listening to it, GBN and Nutria playing against each other in their uh, regional semifinal game. Uh, Coach David Weber potentially play- coaching his last game in his 25-year illustrious career. Um, obviously, if you guys want to check out all the results for those games, and GBS playing on Conant on Tuesday, Loyola, who's Loyola playing? Elk Grove. Elk Grove. Um, for all the coverage for regional finals and uh, the midweek games and all that kind of stuff, make sure you're checking out our North Shore websites and make sure you guys are following us because we'll all be at the game. So make sure you get all the updates on that point. But let's move on over now to the second quarter, which is brought to you by Caldwell Banker Residential Brokerage, the top name for all your North Shore real estate needs. 
Um, so in the second quarter, we're going to talk about state swimming, which, uh, Mike, I know you were there, and uh, fair to say that state swimming did not really disappoint, um, as it rarely does ever well, disappoint. What an atmosphere there. I this is there, your first time on I Friday, right? I was there Friday right? to take some photos. Oh, my gosh. It was unreal. Okay. So much yelling. So what was so yelling. special about it? Tell the folks at home what's so special about it. Well, I mean, I thought it'd be a lot lot bigger. Like, I've been to Highland Park High School yeah. for their swim meets a couple times. That's pretty big. I thought, oh, well, something like that makes sense. No, Evanston's like, <laughs> it feels like it's half the size of that, right? I mean, you're really cramped in there, but it, it makes for a great environment. It really does, and that's, uh, I don't know, for some reason, my favorites are when it's the relays, and all the fans and everyone are just chanting, like, the team's nicknames, relays. So, like, Red Double Relay, Trevian Relay, Rambler Relay. It's it's really cool to kind of just hear like all the people doing that, but you're right. It the Saturday came down to the last couple of races where you you ended up seeing St. Charles North defeat or defend, I believe, its state title, uh, taking down Loyola by two points. And going into the last race, going into the last race, the 400 free, Loyola had to win, and St. Charles North had to finish sixth or get disqualified for, for there to be a tie for the state title. Um, St. Charles North finished fifth, which was the two-point differential there. So it was, it was exciting. It was a lot of fun to see. We had our whole area, we had some really nice uh, performances over the weekend, multiple state titles. Uh, Loyola had three. Luke Maurer defended his 200 free. He was second in 100 free. Everett Andrew won the 500 free, and both of them were, or and they were part of the 400 free relay, which won the title, and the two, and the 200 free relay, which was which took second place. But I think we also kind of saw a breakout meet from Rex Mauer, uh, Luke's younger brother. Mm-hmm. He's a freshman. He good place to have your breakout breakout meet. Yeah, good place to have your breakout meet. He, I mean. Something Coach Mike Hengelman said is he had never seen two swimmers from the same school go one two in the five hundred, and that's what ended up happening. Where Mauer took second, uh, Everett Andrew took first, and then Rex Mauer also happened to be in the two hundred free final with his brother. Mm. So that was kind of cool for them to be able to share that. Like the last their last day, they'll be swimming together as like teammates and stuff. He finished fifth in that one. So I mean, that's. It's a nice little breakout to have to, and the 500. It kind of really wasn't close between after like after the two Loyola kids. It was a little bit of a distance between everyone else. So that it was really exciting for for that. I mean, this the second place finish ties the program best, which happened in 1989, which also happened to feature two Mowers on the team, Luke and are they related? Yeah, Luke and Rex's dad wow. and their uncle. Very so, cool. so it was two brothers and two brothers. So it was kind of cool. But it's only their third trophy total in the first in 24 years. So, I mean, it's it was a nice it was a nice weekend for Loyola. It was a nice weekend for Nutrier too. Since I'll just continue if that's fine with you. Sure. You okay. May. Uh, Pierce Bailey qualified for qualified in two individual finals. Took fifth in the hundred free and tenth in the fifty free. It ends a re- it ends a really solid three year varsity career for for Pierce. So it was part of the record breaking uh, individual or the medley relay a couple of years ago that had Charlie Scheinfeld and the Gridley brothers and been 
it's just been a staple kind of on the Saturday Saturday scene for the state finals. And the 200 free relay took sixth, and the 400 free took ninth. So they so after not after kind of having a down year last year, the Trevians ended up taking tenth at this year's state meet. Very cool. And then for uh, GBS competing at the state meet, finishing third, uh, they got that trophy that they were missing out on last year, um, finishing third, a little bit behind Loyola and St. Charles North. Uh, Max Ida was the kind of star of the show, winning two state titles. Um, he won in the 200-yard individual medley with the 147.4. Um, in the 100-yard breaststroke, he also won that state title with the 54.62. Other cool performances as well from uh, upperclassmen like Mike Hajanoff, Sammy uh, Busali, and Elliot Chen. Um, Busali took 11th in the 200 free um, with a time of 140.83, 8th in the 500 free with a time of 436. Um, really strong performances and kind of looking forward to it all season, um, just being able to put together that full performance and winning a trophy, something that's kind of eluded the program for a while. Um, to do it, to be able to do it was very, uh, very good for the program and uh, really interesting where you still have a lot of these guys coming back. I mean, they'll lose uh, Elliot Chen to graduation, um, but they still have Sammy Muselli and Max Ida coming back, and those were uh, two of their better swimmers coming back. And uh, when you have a state champion, a two-time state champion coming back, uh, that's good thing. So I'm sure Keith McDonald uh, always finds a way to regroup and find great swimmers at GBS, and I'm sure that'll continue to be the case next year. Uh, for GBN, they had one swimmer competing in Saturday in the finals. Uh, Xander Johnson competed in the 100 backstroke where he medaled and finished in 12th place with a time of 50.79. Uh, kind of a rebound, rebuilding year for GBN after losing uh two-time state champion right in Purdy last year. A lot of growth, a lot of development with a lot of younger guys. So uh, congratulations to the Spartans on a good season. Um, and Nick, I know you had some uh, swimmers at your schools competing at the state meet as well. We sure did, Michael. We had one from Highland Park and one from Lake Forest. Uh, from Highland Park, we had senior Toby Obochi, uh finish fourth in the 50-yard freestyle and 10th in the 100-yard freestyle. So that's a nice way for him to cap uh, an impressive high school career. And then for Lake Forest, for the Scouts, we had junior Colin Kingsley finish 12th in the 500-yard freestyle. He had finished 37th in the state the year before, so quite a big jump for Kingsley. And he's only a junior, so we'll have to see what he can do next year. Uh, so those are the two swimmers uh, from my schools to get to the second day of the state tournament. All right, well, congratulations to all the swimmers, our state champions, and all our competitors. Uh, great stuff and a fun atmosphere over at Evanston. Uh, this past week, and where Mike kind of told us that um, maybe Evanston and Nutria might not be doing stuff in the future, but that, those are just rumors, and we'll just leave it at that. Well, I mean, that, I was told that neither Nutria nor Evanston posted a bid to host it uh, next year for the next couple of years, but that one place that had done it is a place that I believe it's in Westmont, and it's supposed to be this brand new sparkling facility which adds two lanes and then has it's it's supposed to be like one of a kind type of thing so but we'll see if they win it or if the IHSA says no we're cool or they didn't know the IHSA can say no to stuff neither did I so but I found that out too so but we'll see I mean either way it'll be I'm sure it'll be an exciting atmosphere again next year for both the boys and the girls and that's probably be here a lot sooner than we think it would yeah be. probably 
All right, let's move on over now to the third quarter, which is sponsored by the Beacon Plus program. Get breaking news and stops, top stories sent directly to you with Beacon Plus. Just go to womatbeacondaily.com slash plus. All right, in the third quarter, we are announcing our Team 22 All-Area Girls Basketball Teams. Thanks to uh, help from area coaches in the eyes of uh, 22CM media staff, uh, the best players were selected from eight schools. We chose from Glenbrook, North Glenbrook, South Highland Park, Lake Forest, Loyal Academy, North Shore Country Day, New Trier, and Regina Dominican in our coverage area. Uh, this year we decided to go with the 2-3 format, so two guards and three forwards. Um, kind of maybe have a center in there as well, but we decided to stick it as a forward center um, on that front. Um, but without any further ado, Nick, I'll let you announce who the first member of our first team guard squad is. And um, I mean, it really shouldn't it's be a, a big surprise. Shock. Oh, we've, I mean, ne- we've never heard this name before. <laughs> yes, it's going to be Lake Forest senior Hallie Douglas uh, finished with 19.2 points per game, 8.3 boards, 4.2 assists, two steals, and two blocks. Uh, she continued her dominance uh, of North Shore basketball this year, helping to lead the team to a sectional final and was named conference player of the year. And she will play next season at University of Wisconsin-Madison. Our second guard is Liv Becker, a neutral junior who averaged 13 points per game, 5.2 rebounds, 2 assists, and a steal and a half. She became a strong leader for the Trevians this year, earned CSL conference honors, be a key returner for Nutria next year. I got it, Rojack, don't worry. Um, <laughs> first forward for our first team is Highland Park senior Addie Budnick. Uh, she averaged 20 points per game, eight boards a game, and three blocks per game. Uh, she returns to the first team after another dominant season with the Giants. I believe she led all 2-2-CM girls in points uh, per game, and she will play collegiately at the University of Richmond next year. Our second forward is Summer Parker Hall, a Loyola junior who averaged 9.5 points per game and 7.2 rebounds. In her second year on varsity, she impressed the entire area, made critical plays when her team needed it, and earned a GCAC all-conference nod. And the last member of our first team, all-year girls basketball team, is Glenburg North sophomore Brooke Blumfeld. Uh, averaging 15.1 points per game, 7.1 rebounds per game, and uh, 1.6 blocks per game. Um, was She was arguably one of the most impressive underclassmen in the area. Uh, she earned CSL All-Conference honors and will be a key returner for a growing sport, Spartans team. So to recap, our first team, Aria girls basketball team, Lake Forest senior Hallie Douglas was our first guard. Nutria junior Liv Becker was our second guard. Highland Park senior Addie Budnick was our first forward. Uh, Loyal Academy junior Summer Parker Hall was our other forward. And Brooke Blumfeld, GBN sophomore, finished off the team um, as our last forward. Let's start off with our second team where uh, Loyola Academy senior will lead off as our guard. Our first guard is Addison Ebeling, who, aver- who averaged 7.5 points per game and 3 rebounds per game. She ended her career fourth all-time in program history in three-pointers made and was a four-year varsity team member. Our second guard is Laura Strunk, who is a Regina junior. She averaged 13 points per game, 7.1 rebounds per game, 5.7 assists per game, and 2.6 steals per game. 
sharing GCAC all-conference honors, and also we found out over the weekend earned all-state honors from the Illinois Basketball Coaches Association second team all-state. Very cool. Oh, that's great. Uh, our first forward is Highland Park senior Hallie Abrams, averaged 10 points and 7 rebounds a game. Uh, she paired very well with Budnick in the front court to help lead Highland Park, and she earned CSL all-conference honors. Our next forward is Lake Forest Junior Fianola Somerville, averaged 9.7 points, 6.6 boards, uh, 1.7 assists, and 1.6 steals per game. Uh, she was a key member of the talented scout squad we've talked a bit about today that reached the sectional title game. Uh, she earned all-conference honors and was typically assigned to cover the other team's uh, top scorer. Our third forward is Aiden Casey, a neutral junior who averaged 10.9 points per game and five rebounds per game. She's another part of the Trevians youth movement, helping Nutria reach its regional final game and will return with Becker and a couple other juniors to hopefully help the Trevians move a little further into the playoffs. All right, so to recap, our second all-area girls basketball team, uh, Loyal Academy senior Addison Ebling and Regina Dominican junior Laura Strank were our guards. Highland Park senior Hallie Abrams, um, uh, Lake Forest junior Fanola Somerville, and Nutrier junior Aiden Casey were our forwards for that team. And to talk about our honorable mentions, just to list them off here, uh, Christina Christos, a GBN senior, Jamie Joseph, a GBN senior, Olivia Kozla, a GBN senior, Shallon Flaws, a GBS senior, Eden Frick, a GBS junior, Molly Fisher, Lake Forest junior, Ariel Dabu, a Loyola Academy junior, Silvana Scarcella, a Loyola Academy junior, Izzy Aguilar, Loyola Academy junior, Caroline Siegel, a North Shore Country Day senior, and Tina Hong, a New Trier senior. So congratulations to all the girls on being named to all area girls basketball teams. Uh, a lot of good hard work there, a lot of impressive stats as well. Um, so congratulations to everyone on that feat. Let's move on over now to the fourth quarter, which is sponsored by New Balance North Shore. Get your better-fitting athletic shoes and gear at New Balance North Shore. Just go to Port Clinton Square in Highland Park to find all that you need. All right, we're going to finish off the podcast here by announcing our 2020 Girls Basketball um, Coach and Player of the Year. Um, why don't we start off with the coach? Um as uh, we talk about a lot of talent in this area, a lot of great coaching in this area as well. Um, it was a tied race for the coach of the year this year, but um, Nick, why don't you do the honors in announcing who our coach of the year is? We've talked about him a bit on this pod already, but our girls basketball coach of the year for 2020 is Lake Forest coach Kyle Wilhelm in his final season uh, with the team. Uh, going into this year, you know, and coming off a sectional title and a program best 27 wins last year, uh, Coach Wilhelm definitely wanted to make sure his scouts had a tougher, more challenging regular season schedule this year to better prepare them for those uh, those intense postseason games. So that's exactly what he did. They set up some uh, some tough competition throughout the year, and they still won 26 total games and won his third regional title in four years, and then made the sectional final appearance uh, against Fremd. All that's pretty impressive, uh, considering the barrage of midseason injuries uh, that they dealt with that we've discussed a bit on this uh, on uh, past podcasts. Um, at one point, scouts were without their four of their five starters, which is tough for anyone. And as a result, they lost five of seven. But Wilhelm was able to get his girls to rebound, and after that uh, cold stretch, they won their next seven games, uh, and that included a 
uh, upset over top-seeded Hersey in the sectional semifinal uh, just last week. So uh, it was a pretty impressive year. They even started off pretty hot, winning 17 of their first 20 games. Uh, the Scouts finished second place in the Martini Christmas Tournament, which is a pretty challenging uh, tourney, one of the more challenging ones in the state. So Coach Rowland really wanted to uh, up the ante in the regular season to get his girls ready for the postseason, and that's exactly what he did. And they were able to uh, get right back to the sectional title game. Came up a little bit short this year, but still, uh, that was uh, good enough to win our Coach of the Year honors. And again, we wish him the best uh, in the next chapter of his life. Just talking with the players, I mean, what's so special about Coach Wilhelm with them, especially just uh, what he was able to do, uh, just being able to bring this team together, like you mentioned, through injuries, through difficulties and that kind of stuff? Absolutely. Well, talking with Hallie Douglas after the game last week, uh, I mean, you know, she, she said Coach Wilhelm created this, that he helped create this uh, this turnaround for the program. Uh, he's definitely been at the helm of it and made sure to work hard and come up with uh, proper play designs and strategies for the girls. And I think most importantly is that, you know, he obviously cares about every girl. Obviously, Hallie Douglas is the best player on that team, but he uh, knows that uh, he needs to look out for all the other girls on that team and care for them and help uh, create plays for them, boost their confidence. Uh, he obviously knows that it's a team effort, and that's one of the reasons they got so far uh, in the postseason this year. So I uh, definitely um, able to uh, you know make it all about the team, and I uh, was able to lead the scouts back to the sectional title game. Very cool. So congratulations to Coach Wilhelm on a successful uh, not only season but career, and uh, obviously a lot of success there. Um, and we're going to announce our Player of the Year. And um, if you've ever listened to this podcast or you read anything. Um, about girls basketball in this area really should come. No surprise, Nick, who our player of the year is. It is Lake Forest senior Hallie Douglas. Uh, what would you look shocked? You look oh, stunned. Stunned. You got the I, cobra going. You got yeah, the cobra behind your head. I had no idea. I, <laughs> <laughs> um, obviously, we're kidding around here, but Hallie Douglas was once again uh, the most dominant player uh, in the North Shore this year among uh, the teams we cover, without a doubt. Uh, kind of helping her to dominate once again was that she committed to the University of Wisconsin-Madison uh, a few months before the season started, and she was able to get that pressure off her. And when I was talking to her, she said it gave her more of an opportunity to focus on just playing basketball, which is, was a scary thought for opposing uh, <laughs> opposing players, of course. Uh, I'll read some stats now. She helped lead Lake, Lake Forest to 26 wins, third regional title in fourth season, sectional final appearance. And uh, as I mentioned, she leads the Scouts program with career records in points, steals, rebounds, assists, and blocks, and single-season records for points, assists, and steals. Uh, she broke the point record this season in a blowout win over Waukegan. And, of course, the most important stat to her, I mentioned earlier, repeating myself a lot, my apologies, but uh, she helped the Scouts win 98 games during her four years. The four years before that were 44, so uh, definitely an impressive season for her. Um, some of the things that helped her this year, she had her, her dad, Billy. Uh, uh, he became an assistant coach for the scouts. So he was on the bench this year to kind of help calm her down when things were going wrong and just, you know, provide motivation for her and, you know, keep her confidence up, uh, which once again helped her dominate. Uh, she did have a wrist, get a wrist injury at some point in January that limited her minutes for a bit, made her had to sit out a game, but she was able to bounce back like uh, – you know, like there was nothing wrong. And, I mean, her performance against Fremd was really special. Uh, she scored all but two of the team's uh, second-half points. Okay. I definitely kind of just willed uh, the scouts back in that game when once they were down, I think, eight early in the second half. So, uh, I mean, what a career. Uh, really just an impressive high school career. Um, it was a pleasure to get to watch even just one season of Douglas play. And uh, we wish her all the best uh, at Wisconsin-Madison.
Yeah, so congratulations to both on a great career. Um, always fun to kind of think about how the past season went, and obviously these two uh, really shine throughout the year, whether, whether we're writing stories or talking about it on the podcast. These two names kind of are always on the podcast every single week, other than our two names. Three. Yes, three. three. We've, we've, I usually forget to say my name until recently, so now we got three. But Oh, you did, yeah, you did get that call, yeah. yeah. This is Michael Drojak right here. No, you're confusing people. They, now they think that no. you're Michael Dwojek. All right, just go. Just All go. right. Well, anyways, that's the end of this episode of the podcast here. Um, we got two more sports left in the winter here. Uh, we still have boys basketball postseason going on, and we have boys and girls hockey playoffs going on as well, as uh, we've got a couple more games. Uh, both the boys and the girls, as a recording right now, are in the quarterfinals of their state tournaments so uh, we'll have all that coverage getting ready for you guys as well boys basketball all that coverage ready and before you know it spring spring we were it just started oh my gosh being outside for work it's great it's great it'll it, be exciting it, yes it will be great yes it will be absolutely if we're able to get out there no we will we'll make it work we'll make we'll make it work all right i think we're all excited for spring. we are excited i'm so excited to be outside the weather this week has been great I can't believe it. For week of tryouts with upper 40s, 50s, so oh, you really gosh. can't ask for better weather. This is great, man. What a, what a good time. So just a quick reminder before we say goodbye to you guys that uh, you can always subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Just search the Varsity North Shore and we'll be right there. Give us a nice little review once you're there, too. We're on the homepages of all seven of our North Shore homepages. We're on Facebook as well at the Varsity Podcast. So we'll give you guys all the latest scores and updates next week as we finish up the winter season. Who knows? Maybe winter will be over for us, but I highly doubt it based on how many talented teams we have here. So for Mike, Nick, and I, thanks so much for joining us this week, and we'll talk to you guys next week. Thank you for listening to the Varsity Podcast, a product of 22nd Century Media, publisher of 15 community newspapers and websites in Illinois, seven on the North Shore. The Varsity is sponsored by Gales Brownies, Chicago Lee Magazine, Ravinia Festival, and New Balance North Shore. Check out the Varsity every Thursday on SoundCloud or go to iTunes to subscribe and put in a review.